Welcome to this faith-inspiring message from Living Streams UK. We hope you are blessed. Is it possible that the difficult situations we find ourselves in today also represent the possible ways by which God is able to bring us to our place of fulfillment? Remember Noah, the same flood that brought down others was the same flood that lifted his ark and caused the deliverance of Noah and his family. In today's episode, we want to examine the fourth junction of our lives. We have been looking at the life of Joseph, a young man that the Lord led through very difficult pathways to the fulfillment of the vision that God has given to him. The same is true for you and for me. The pathways that we have traveled in life, sometimes when we look back, it looks like these were difficult terrains. And for some of us listening today, it is possible that even the pathway you are on now is a rather difficult one. We have looked at the life of Joseph and we saw how the Lord brought him through four junctions in his life. In junction number one, Hebron, we discussed in the episode called Hebron. In junction number two, Shechem, we looked at Shechem in detail in the episode called Shechem. And in junction number three, Dothan, Oh, how I loved Dothan, a place of conspiracy, but the Lord is able to make a way of escape for you and for me. Today, let's look at the final junction that God brought Joseph to. This junction is called Egypt. 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 Let's please return to our text. In Genesis chapter 37 and the verse number 14, reading downwards. The Bible makes us to understand over there that Israel or Jacob sent Joseph, his son, to go and seek after the welfare of his brothers. He says to him in verse 14, Go now and see about the welfare of your brothers and the welfare of the flock and bring word back to me. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron and he came to Shechem. A man found him, and behold, he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, What are you looking for? He said, I am looking for my brothers. Please tell me where they are pasturing the flock. Then the man said, They have moved from here, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. Let's now jump to the verse number 28. We all know the rest of the story. How that Joseph's brothers planned evil for him. And when he arrived at Dothan, how that they sold him into slavery in the land of Egypt. And that is what I want us to pick up on in the verse number 28. Here the Bible says, Then some Midianite traders passed by. So they pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. Thus, they brought Joseph into Egypt. Ladies and gentlemen, Egypt became the place where Joseph had the fulfillment of his dreams. 
Egypt was the place where Joseph rose from the pit under the palace, where he rose from the dungeon under the palace, where he rose from prison, from entanglement, from bondage, or from a cage, where he rose into a place where he was lifted up as the prime minister of Egypt. It was in Egypt that he had the difficult, the most difficult terrain to, to, to navigate, but it was also in Egypt where he saw the fulfillment of his dreams. Ladies and gentlemen, Egypt is the place of fulfillment. But something surprised me when I looked at the word Egypt in its original meaning. The meaning of the word Egypt in the language of the Egyptians and also even in Hebrew, the meaning of the word Egypt surprised me. Egypt was the place of the fulfillment of the dream of Joseph and yet the meaning of Egypt is something that shocked the call out of me. Ladies and gentlemen, Egypt means double straits. That is double severity. It means double hardship. It means double difficulty. It means double narrowness. Egypt is ironically, despite all of its double difficulties, despite all of its hardships that it presents its indwellers, despite all of the pain and the frustrations and all of the difficulties that it presents itself, Egypt ironically became also the place for the fulfillment of the dream of Joseph. Is it possible, child of God, that in adversity, light can still shine for us? Is it possible that in pain, we can still have joy? Is it possible that in affliction, we can still celebrate is it possible that in the time of the plague and in this particular context, in the time of the pandemic, is it possible that you and I can still have divine health and receive divine healing? Is it possible that despite the difficulties that are around us, we can still see light shining bright for us? Is it possible that in your family right now, the difficulties you are facing and confronted with, is it possible that inside those difficulties, you can still have laughter on your lips? Is it possible that the difficulties that the pandemic has brought your way, is it possible that despite all of those challenges that you face right now, you can still have a cause to be joyful? Is it possible? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and the verse number 6, for God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, our Lord. What a blessing. What a blessing. It will interest us to know, ladies and gentlemen, that in Egypt, when finally the story moved on, as we read in the book of Genesis, that in Egypt, Israel moved to Egypt with the rest of the family. It is interesting to know that the place that the Israelites lived in, in Egypt, was a place called Goshen. Goshen was a very fruitful place. Goshen was a place where there was beauty. Goshen was a place of high productivity. 
there were green pastures around for the flock to feed in Goshen. And yet, this was Goshen in the place called Egypt. This was a blessing in the place called a curse. This was a miracle in the place called impossibility. This was an upliftment in the place called dejection. This was an approval in the place called disappointment. Ladies and gentlemen, is it possible that despite the pain around us today, despite the death that we see around us, we can still enjoy the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? I came to encourage someone today that in your Egypt, expect the fulfillment of the blessing of God in your life. The Bible makes us to understand the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. What is your expectation of the Lord despite the tears around you? What is your expectation of the Lord despite the pain and the sorrow in your heart? What expectation have you got of the Lord your God? The Bible makes us to understand in Romans chapter 8 and the verse number 32. If God spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? What an awesome God we serve. May I encourage you today that despite Egypt being a place of narrowness, Despite Egypt being a place of challenges, despite Egypt being a place of severity, of hardship, and of all the difficulties that we can imagine or think of, it is also in Egypt that we have Goshen. It is also in Egypt that Joseph rose to become what it is that God promised him. And so may I assure you that the mountains you see around you today the valleys that are deep below you, the pits that you might find yourself in, the cage you might find yourself locked up in, where you take two steps forward and somehow it becomes three steps backwards, where you shout out in pain and no one seems to answer you. Can I say to you, child of God, that in your Egypt, expect a miracle. In your Egypt, expect a blessing. In your Egypt, Expect an upliftment. The Bible says when there is a casting down, we shall say there is a lifting up. Oh, hallelujah. Can I hear you say wherever you are listening to this episode, can I hear you declare out loud, there is a lifting up in my life right now. Oh, can you please say it again? There is a lifting up in my life right now. Indeed, there is a lifting up coming your way. Hold on, hold on to your faith. Let your faith in God remain strong. Give not up on him, for there is a time and a season, and your season is around the corner. In our Egypt, there is an upliftment. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and the verse number 7 to all the verse to the verse number 10. It says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Let me pause there for a little bit. It says we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of men. So we have an earthen vessel, you and I, earthen vessels, vessels made of clay. And yet, these fragile vessels 
have got the power of God embedded in them. So, child of God, may we look beyond our fragility. May we look beyond our weaknesses. May we look beyond the clay and see the power of God that is at work in us. So that the excellency of the power, the Bible says, might be of God and not of us. May I assure you that despite the clay, despite the fragility, despite the weakness, despite your sorrows, despite the pain, despite the frustrations, despite the difficulties that you are facing right now, be it in your finances, be it in your health, be it in your business, be it in whatever aspect of your life, be it in your relationships, be it in your marriage, be it in your ministry, whatever it is that you are facing right now, do not look only at the clay. Do not look only at the earthen vessel. Shall we look beyond the vessel and see the power of God? In us. The Bible says in verse 8 to the verse number 10 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, For we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. May I assure you today, we may be troubled on every side, but the scripture says, we are not distressed. It says, we may be perplexed by the things around us and the things we see. Oh, but the word says, we do not lose hope. We are not in despair. If there is anything the enemy would want to do in your life today as you listen to me, it is to steal your hope. It is to fight your faith. It is to sow fears in you. May we see the strategies, the ploys, the deployments, the agenda of the enemy, and may we overcome by our faith. The Bible says, for this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. May your faith rise today. May your faith rise today. May your faith rise today. Rise up in the faith. Rise up in God. Rise up and let your light so shine and let God be glorified in you. I find it interesting that when a young child goes out and makes himself or herself dirty and falls down and, and hurts himself or herself, and in tears they cry. They get up, dust up, and come back home, knowing that at home they will be cleaned up, knowing that at home their pain will be sorted out by their parents. Isn't that glorious? Why then do we, child of God, when we are falling down there and we are hurting ourselves down there, why do we stay there in tears and not return home? May I encourage you, return Return, return home. Your father in heaven is waiting for you. Come back home. He wants to dust you up. Come back home. He wants to give you your healing. Come back home. Even though you might see Egypt, he says, come back home. There is an upliftment awaiting you. He says, come back home. In your fourth junction, there is a fulfillment of the promises of God in your life. Come back home today.
come back home. Think about it. Home is awaiting you. Come back home to the Lord. If you are listening to me today and you don't have Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord, there is no home for you, I'm afraid. And so I offer you the opportunity to come back home to the Lord your God. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you enough to die for you. Oh, Jesus said, Greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. His love for you is beyond our imagination, that he came to be the propitiation for our sins. And for this cause, I throw this invitation for you. If you know the Lord, but you also have fallen out of the way, may I also give you that same invitation to make amends with the Lord your God. It is a simple prayer. It is a prayer that says, Dear Lord, make me a new person today. Dear Lord, I give you my soul. Dear Lord, I hand over my life to you. Dear Lord, from today, I declare I belong to you. I turn away from my sins and I receive your offer of salvation for me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have prayed that prayer, I want to support you. We want to continue to help you. Write to us and we'll stand by you in prayer and would encourage you to continue in your Christian journey. Welcome to the family of God. Remember, you are at junction four. In junction number four, which is Egypt, there is double straits, but there is also an upliftment. There is double narrowness, but there is also a blessing. There is double hardship, but there is also a laughter awaiting us. Shall we look beyond the difficulty? Shall we look beyond the hardship? Shall we look beyond the narrowness? Shall we look beyond the challenges? And may we see the blessing of the Lord that is awaiting us. If we can see it, if only we can see it, if only we can see it, our faith will rise and continue to trust in Him. May we see the glorious future ahead of us. May we not lose hope. May our faith stand firm. And the Lord our God will be a blessing to us. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. And those that come to him, the Bible says in Hebrews 6, 11, Hebrews chapter 11 and the verse number 6, Scripture says, They that come to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Be blessed, be blessed, and let faith rise in you. And I will see you in the next episode. God bless you. this message has blessed you. Do visit us at uklsi.org for more information. God bless you and we look forward to hearing from you.